if you want people to create a human connection with you and then really love your brand, you just, they really need to know your backstory. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, it's Chris Ward from Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am super, super excited about today's guest. It is going to be a treat. I am not kidding you. Tim Smoyer is in the house and it's going to be just chock full of information. You want to pay attention. If you're driving, you probably want to pull over and start making notes because that's what I had to do when I was sitting in his audience. It was crazy. So let me tell you a little bit about Tim. Tim's company, Video Creators, has been featured by Fox, Forbes, BBC, and even YouTube themselves as his team trains other creators and business leaders to master the YouTube platform and use it as a place to spread messages that changes lives. Their clients have organically grown by 14 billion views and 61 million subscribers under their guidance. Today, he lives in Cincinnati, Ohio with his wife and brace yourself, seven children, <laughs> seven children. Welcome to the show, Tim. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start with the seven children or, or your phenomenal, phenomenal history with YouTube. So welcome. Thank you. It's good to, it's good to be here and hang out with everyone. I'm excited to talk. I do like talking about children and, and YouTube. So either one is fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was honored enough to see you at an event and there was a number of people speaking, you know, about social media and a number of people in a row were speaking about YouTube. And as I said to you that day, oh my gosh, the guy after you, he was great, but he did get the short end of the stick because it was just, <laughs> it was not fair to have followed you. And I learned so many things from you. And if I can um, get you to tell us a really short version of how you got into YouTube, because for me, there was a profound takeaway there and I'd love our audience to hear it. Yeah, I started on YouTube my very first video was March 2nd, 2006. I was in graduate school down in Dallas and had just moved there and I started dating this, this girl and wanted a, a simple way of introducing her to my family back home in Philadelphia area. And so I was like, oh, maybe I can figure out how to make a video or I can take some footage off of this eight millimeter camera that you remember the ones that use like plastic ribbon yeah. <laughs> tape. Back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, could I figure out how to do this? And, and so I put up this like 30 second video. It's called test video. So, you know, I put a lot of creative energy <laughs> into this thing. And uh, at, at that point, vlogging wasn't a thing. YouTube wasn't, it was just like, no one even heard of it. It had just launched a few months prior. And so my girlfriend and I started just making videos of us going out on dates, going out to eat, going out to the park, going out to just like hanging out. And I would use free Windows Movie Maker software. It's the only thing I knew or had. I had to figure out how to use it. And, and I would make these what today would be known as blogs, but back then that wasn't a word. We were just being awkward in public with a camera. <laughs> so <laughs> we would hang out, make these videos, I'd post them online, share the link with my family. It was great because 
they could just click on a link and click play and watch. Right. They didn't have to download this MOV file from email attachments and everything. So, uh, and then this weird thing started happening where the YouTube channel started, uh, so other people started watching. And I was like, whoa, where are these people coming from? Why are they watching me? Why, why are they coming back? And I was a little concerned because back then, if you remember MySpace days, you don't use your real name on the internet. If you do, people hunt you down and kill you for some reason. And so I was kind of concerned, like who is Catlicker72? And should I be concerned that they keep commenting on my, on my videos? How are they finding me? Well, other people are apparently asking some of those same questions around that time and there was no industry yet, but it was just like us getting together and trying to figure this out. And people are like, I don't know, Tim, if you figure it out, let us know because we're, we're all in the same boat. So I like a good challenge and I like trying to figure out how systems and processes work. And so I started learning one thing and another thing and started teaching it to other people and uh, what I really loved about it is that uh, within a few uh, years, where my wife, well, we got married, so I married that girl, and we were still making videos, still like our wedding, our honeymoon, our, yeah. in, our engagement, our first kids, first house, everything, and we were reaching about a million people a month, which wow. back then was way more than it is today. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. huge, and what I loved about it is that it was, we were seeing in my real job as a youth and family worker, I love seeing people's lives change, but I was seeing more of that happen on YouTube than I was seeing in person. R literally meeting a million people a month and hearing stories about people who don't, didn't commit suicide because of videos that we made, marriages that were being healed that were headed towards divorce because of videos we made, people who didn't grow up with a mom, but because of watching our videos, they feel like they know what it takes to be a good mom and a good wife one day. And you know, I'm getting married next month, just thanks for making your videos. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so um, I figured if I really wanted to reach people and change their lives, then YouTube was a platform that was perfectly positioned to help me do that better than anything else I, was, I could think of. Uh, I love podcasting. I do have my own podcast and things now and things too. But I, what I love about YouTube is I could make someone like not just show, talk with them. I could like show them, make them feel like they're having the same experience with me in that moment. And I know a lot of people are really good at doing that on, on podcasts and such. I don't think I'm one of them, but <laughs> on, on YouTube, uh, this amount of impact it was having was awesome. So Fast forward, um, lost a few jobs, got fired from one and laid off from another one. And, and I was like, screw this. All right, I'm going to do for myself what I've been teaching other people to do with YouTube. Started Video Creators in 2013. And within six months, it was my full-time gig. And today, it's not only- Exploded. Family, but yeah, yeah. there's a team of nine of us now. It's just a small yeah. team, but- We've done strategy now, YouTube strategy for Disney and Warner Brothers and eBay oh and HBO. And uh, we did the Batman release for Warner Brothers and just like uh, MCU, so there's Twitch, all these big brands. So, down the, so the many things page. I want to unpack with you, so many. But I guess, the, the, and I said this to you before you even started, I think the biggest thing for, for me, I, it's really quite ridiculous. I don't even know why you said yes to coming on because <laughs> I have like little to no, like nothing on YouTube really. And because I always right, got right held now, up on, anyway, right? Yeah. For now. I, I got, yeah, for now I'm telling you, cause I'm drinking the Kool-Aid people. I, I thought it was a very clunky, uh, it, more technical and it's almost like a web page. I thought, well, I have to have all the backdoor stuff done correctly. And so you always put off learning that. 
And then we all get in our own way. I do anyhow. And I think, well, you know what, what's my behind the scenes stuff or what's my story? Is it good enough to put out there? I don't think I'm doing anything particularly interesting. And, you know, cause a lot of my work is at my desk. So I thought, well, how are you going to make that fancy and start overproducing boring videos of me at my desk? And so what I got where, where I really became awakened from your story and, and, and this is the, the, you know, the short version. And then you go on to impress us with so much YouTube knowledge is just that you were out there kind of like la 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 nonchalant telling a story. And I think because you weren't producing the story and because you weren't like invested in the outcome, you were more sincere in it. And then all of a sudden you just had this audience, like it was so meaningful because it was real and yet the rest of us are all trying to think of how can we make this exciting, interesting, a hook and make it real. And then your, yours exploded just because it was a real story about real people. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually do that on purpose. So it's not accidentally. <laughs> it's uh, a, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's an element in, um, in branding called, um, it's from a book called Primal Branding, where he talks about how it's really important for people to care about what you're about to say, that they need to first know who you are and where you're from and, how, right. how you got here because no one really cares much about what you, you can show some flashy like you know we've done 17 billion organic views 71 million subscribers for clients stuff like that but but that doesn't get human emotion involved and right. most people are just trying to convince people that i'm an expert when really like if you want people to create a human connection with you and then really love your brand you just they really need to know your backstory so that's part of why i do that Okay. So yeah, but it happened sort of like, uh, like you, now it's purposeful, but back then you were just kind of doing your thing. And I think the beauty of it oh, was, right, yeah. yeah, the beauty yeah. of it, it unfolded because there was, you, you weren't invested in the outcome and because you were unknowingly or, or without any sort of intention of just telling a real story about a real journey and people got invested. Yeah. Right? yeah there was no money on YouTube at the time. It was literally just me liking a good challenge and wanting to introduce my girlfriend to my family. And that started the trajectory. So then tell us for us, I mean, sometimes I feel like we're late to the game. What's the point now? All this other stuff. Tell us where we get in our own way. What is something that we could just start off simple and basic without overthinking it for YouTube? I think if you're just starting out, the main advice I have is just to keep going and don't worry about quality. Don't worry about growth. Don't worry about gear or equipment or anything because that, that get, that keeps people from actually even starting. Like they don't yeah. even get to one, like they're just stuck at zero. And the truth is you have, if you have a cell phone, you have everything you need to just go from zero to one, like just right. get started. So don't let all that stuff hang you up. And not only just because it keeps you from getting started, but really what most people don't realize is that most creators have a lot of mistakes they need to burn through before they're even going to experience growth in the first place. And you don't want to be making those mistakes in front of a large audience. You want right. to make those mistakes while you have no one watching. So yeah. the, the goal when you're first starting out, I don't think is to every video we need to do, it needs to be getting views. We need to be getting traction. Why am I not getting momentum? I'm putting so much work and so much energy into this thing. Why is it not working? And as soon as you get caught up into that, if you think the goal right now is to get views, you will be very disappointed. Not because it's not possible, but just because 
you got a lot of processes and systems and things you got to figure out. Who is my audience? How do I talk to them? How, how, at what point do I start feeling comfortable on camera and, and editing videos and having a consistent workflow? Like these are all things that are way more important to figure out in the beginning before we start thinking about momentum on the platform. It's just like, like if before you, you don't jump in and swim a race, you got to learn how to swim first, right? You know, that's and that's such common sense. And I tell people that all the time too, like, great, we're making mistakes. We have no audience. And, and yet I know that I know that I've learned it over and over again. And I know it on this platform and that platform, but then you, you're right. You come to YouTube and all of a sudden the amount of stuff I could learn and research on just thumbnails, you go, Oh my gosh, I don't, <laughs> I need to get a degree in thumbnails. So before I can make a video and then, Oh, is it just a talking head? And how much do I share and how do I not present? And then let people into my world. Do I need to have a better kitchen? Do I have to buy a new house so that the kitchen <laughs> shots are better? And you do, you spin out of control because it does seem to have, it's such a robust platform that I do think you get caught up in everything that's going on. Yeah. It's just, just get to the basics. Be like, how do I go? I'm at a zero. Just just publish a video. That's a one. And if you're currently publishing at a one, like I'm using my, my mobile phone and I got some editing down, I got some, some processes down. I'm feeling comfortable on camera. Okay. Well, let's talk about what it go, takes to go to a two then maybe, maybe you need to figure usually at that point now it's figuring out how do I can accurately and clearly and quickly communicate my brand? Who am I? Who am I, what am I all about? What value you're going to get if you're here? Who is this for? You know, those type of basic branding stuff. But yeah, don't jump to like, I'm going to become the next Mark Rober or PewDiePie or like yeah, do yeah. perfect or whatever, just because I published a few videos. Yeah. So, okay. With all the vast knowledge that you have, because I'd like to know if I knew as much as you've forgotten, I would just really be ecstatic with life. I haven't forgotten too much, but okay. okay. <laughs> so with what you know, give us, let's say the top three things that we need to focus on to say, okay, we need to get this machine off the ground and start. So go from zero to one. And then what's some other things that we can do to either get going or, or not get in our own way? What are some wins we could get? In, in terms of getting momentum and, on, and viewership on the videos? In, in terms of anything, what, what is it we should be looking for? Where should we be starting? I think after you have some videos on your channel and, and I don't want to put a number on it necessarily, but it's not just one, it's more than one. It might not have to be 50 or a hundred, although some, uh, one friend of mine now, he's got a couple of million subscribers on YouTube. He made 750 videos before he felt comfortable watching his first video back. Like he couldn't even oh. watch his videos afterwards. He would just shoot and then publish and he wouldn't watch them because he just felt so, he felt so uncomfortable. So for some people like him, it took him 750 videos before he would even watch one without cringing or even get to that point. So, and now he's got a couple million subscribers and, you know, he worked past that, but uh, not, not everyone's at that point, but right. some people are. So really it's just, it's not really a video number count necessarily as much as it is. All right. I feel like I'm hitting my stride here. Finding uh, your voice. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I feel good about when I'm communicating. I think I'm, delivering good value. And, and so then after that, the next thing is, is really defining and communicating your brand. And, and by brand, I don't just mean here's our logo and our website URL. <laughs> what I mean yeah, yeah. is when people find you, 
how do you make them feel? It's like, right. if you want people to watch your videos on YouTube, you're likely not the first person to make a video on any topic you make now. There's, right. there's likely someone else has already made that video or talked about that topic. Maybe not from your perspective or with your story and your background, which is all makes it very unique. But in terms of getting them to click, like they don't know your story, your background, you got to get them to click first. And so that really comes down to when someone first starts watching your videos, how quickly can they determine, like how quickly does it make them feel like, oh, yes, this video is for me. Where have you been my whole life? This is exactly what I've been looking for. Even before we started recording here, Chris, I, I was like, okay, who's the audience here? Who are we talking mm -hmm. to? So that mm -hmm. when I share examples and share ideas, I can talk to exactly where your, your subscriber, your, your listener, your audience is at so that they know go next. If, mm -hmm. I, if this is an audience of, let's say, uh, channels who have multi-million subscriber channels, we're going to talk about this very differently than if it's YouTube creators who are just getting started. So the same thing is right with same thing is true for your viewer. If where are they at in their journey? What do they want as a character in their story? What are the obstacles that they're facing that they can't overcome? And how can you position your brand to be the guy the hero, that equips the hero with a proverbial sword to overcome this roadblock that they're facing in their in their life. And that's why they're going to watch. So we need to communicate that immediately up front so that this, this person be like, Oh, this is for me. It's got my attention. I'm in the right spot. I want to keep watching. And I will tell you when he asked me that before we started, I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Cause I was so excited you were here. I was like, okay, never mind. Let's just dive in. Don't ask me intelligent questions. I'm just excited you showed up. Oh no, it's fine. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just important. Not only for, it's just for everyone. Like if I want to consume, if I'm going to consume content, I first need to know if it's for me. And then second, I need to know, do I care? And so that's where the human emotion part comes in with our stories and the way we present ourselves and, and, uh, and even as, do I care, is this going to be helpful for me? Like, okay, yes, I know that you're making this video for me, but is this something that, um, like that I actually care about and that's going to keep my attention? So if you were going to go all in and get this, you know, like, let's get this plane off the ground, would you recommend like, okay, just keep doing, shoot a video every day. Cause you, the more you, you know, the more you do, the better you'll get at it. Like this guy doing 750 videos, like, you know, how long does that take? So should we be like what it, it, I know everything is totally different. There's no best practices, but I guess the more you do, the quicker you get there really. Right. That's right. Yeah. Just like anything, the more you practice, the better you get. And then you kind of hit a stride and then you get stuck in a rut and then you got to relearn everything again to keep momentum going. So yeah, it's just that same. Now with the story and you want to make people feel things, this is a part I've always struggled with. And, and the, when I built win the hour, win the day platform, that was actually built. Um, it's productivity, but a big under the umbrella of productivity, but a big, huge part of it is leaning into your team, building a team. So many people think they can't afford a team or it's too much work, all that stuff. And that kind of came to light because of my marketing agency. I'd been pulled away for two years um, from my marketing agency because my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer. And when I returned after his death, my clients were shocked. They did not know I was away because the things we had in place with the team and they asked me, how did I do that? And so, you know, then I, of course, had a renewed commitment to life and that business should be fun and your business should support your life and not consume it. So I wrote this book, Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I help people with that now. 
Now, for me in the beginning, it was really hard to talk about that, not because of the emotion or anything, but because I just felt like everybody has a story and I didn't want it to come across, you know, whatever, like I, that everybody is something that was my something right now. So people kept pressuring me like without that, Chris, it's just another book. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll talk about that. But when I do that, you know, that's the thing of where I don't, what I find is when you go onto YouTube, you start going into teacher or preacher or, or showing mode of like, here's how you build a team and here's why you build a team. And I totally resonate with what you're saying with the feeling part, but where does that weave in and out? Because that's not a story I need to share every time I shoot a video, right? No, like that's where right. I get lost. Yeah. yeah I, my guess is that you have way many other stories besides that. Right. <laughs> I right. mean, that's a story and a significant story, right. but you've had plenty of other experiences that right. can tie into the thing that you're talking about in that video. So I'm not necessarily saying like, let's say this is a, I don't know, how to do one hour, uh, one hour's work in five minutes, for example. Right, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You might have a story about that. That doesn't mean you're just like, so guys, here's what I did. I had this experience where I did blah, 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 blah. And the people are like, I don't care. Just yeah. tell me how to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And there are certainly cases like that. Like for me, recently, my alternator, I had to replace the alternator on my lawnmower. So I don't want to hear someone's story and that right. point, you know, I'm like, <laughs> just tell me where to screw this and unscrew that and replace it, like whatever. And those types of channels, if that's the approach you take to content, you can get views that way, but it's harder to build momentum with fans. Like someone in that case is going to come, how do I do five minutes or an hour of work in five minutes? Oh, I got the information. That was great. And then they're going to leave and they won't even remember you or your brand, who you are, or even how to find you again, even if they wanted to. Right. Instead, though, as soon as you start building human connection, where you're giving them what they want and then you slip in stories and start building, but that, that's when they'll be like, oh, and I kind of yeah. like this Chris lady. Like, I feel like we could be friends. I feel like we could hang out. That's when that perceived relationship starts to take place is when people more, liber more liberally subscribe. That's going to be more likely to give you more watch time to watch more of your videos. And so you can get them there with the content and you should to like start off your videos affirming that, you know, here's, what, here's the problem we're going to solve for you today. But somewhere towards the middle or end of that content, if there's an opportunity, we can slip in a uh, one of your stories that that would help the right, right, the okay. content. Not really super long, right? Don't take no. 10, 15 minutes. But you're like, hey guys, I know this is like I felt this too. Like there was a time when I this is what I was facing. I didn't know how to overcame it, and then this overcome it. This thing happened, and that's exactly what it did. These are the results I got, and I think you can get the same results too. Right. Okay. That's a really good point. Cause again, you get lost in all this. Oh, you have to tell your story. I don't want to tell my story. Okay. Tell the story. Where do I tell the story? How big of a story? So I, I totally hear you. That may be something like whatever, if I felt the need to share it, it could be on the, the main page of how I, my journey started, but then the stories throughout, it could be like, Oh yeah, this is what happened this week. I even fumbled because whatever, something yeah. happened in my schedule. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. One of now, my clients has a tutorial drawing channel. And he in normal videos would get like 10 to 20,000 views. And we worked with him a little bit. He was like, okay, no, start this video. He started, it was a, just a normal drawing tutorial about how to draw a face. And it said the only story, it was only like two sentences long is how he opened his, 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 uh, his, his video, which he said something like, um, 
a lot of people, or it's really hard to draw a face. And my wife just said, like, she could never do that. She never thought it was possible. Maybe you feel the same way. And then the rest of the video is his wife sitting down and him coaching her how to draw, how to draw the face. Uh, now, it's, it's just a, like two sentences. Set up a little yeah. bit of a story. Here's a character who wants something. Does she get it? I don't know. Yeah. There's this big obstacle right. in the way. And this, but there's this guy coaching her through. So it'd be, that would have been way different. And, and that would be way different than if he had just been like, here, boys and girls, first you draw here, then you draw a line there and just like stuck to the details. But because they brought in the human emotion, then that video instead quickly went to 850,000 views and is still getting momentum just with that, those like little tweaks. So it makes a big difference. Oh my gosh, you're lucky I don't know where you live. I think I drive there. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Cincinnati. Yeah. So you know what? There's so much uh, as far as uh, like I know what you said. Just you got your phone. Don't get caught up in the tech. And your messaging so far is so simple, but hugely powerful. Like I'm learning a lot. So I'm sure my audience is too. When we do say, okay, if we have one thing to focus on, one little zone, when we get our momentum, we get our voice, we do all that. Where do you think that we should start? What's that one little thing of when you're ready to get in there? Is it the keyword tags? Is it the thumbnail? What is it? Or it doesn't matter again. No, it does. Uh, so step one, get started. Step two is honing your branding in terms of target audience and the value that you're pitching, value proposition. And then make that super clear to a very first time viewer. The next step after that then is... The, the order that, the, the, well, the principle is you got to start with an opening hook, okay? And the hook isn't necessarily the opening seconds. It's actually the title and thumbnail. So the process most people go through is they come up with some good ideas and like, okay, this is the, the content. They, they, they shoot it. They're editing it. And then while the video is uploading, they start thinking, What's, what title should I give this? What right. thumbnail should I give this? And... And then you might put something that's accurate, but it doesn't actually, it doesn't actually maybe tie in with the first opening seconds very closely. So you need a title and thumbnail. Main principle is that elicits some sort of reaction, some sort of like, it creates some sort of tension in the brain that the brain's like, oh, how does that happen? Or does that really work? Or what happens next? Something that creates some tension and that usually revolves around pitching value, pitching reward, not necessarily getting the right keywords in the, in the right place, but, but teasing a solution to a problem that, that their target audience has. And so it's best instead that if you, before you even shoot, and when you're ready to start getting momentum, you first determine what the title and thumbnail is going to okay. be before you even shoot. Cause that's really the best way that you can now open that content to affirm for the viewer immediately like yes what you clicked expecting to get is coming in this in this video otherwise if the title and thumbnail is about something that happens like eight minutes in your first mm -hmm. time your first time viewers are all going to abandon that content they're not going to stick around for eight minutes to see if that thing comes or not so when you know what the title and thumbnail is before you even shoot then when you press record you already know what brought them to the content and now you can start like taking that tension and like and stretching it even further, increasing the tension so that now they're like, oh my gosh, like, yes, I have to watch this whole video. So oh my gosh. Now, do you, can you watch YouTube? Like, what, where are you in the YouTube scale? Can you watch it and enjoy it? Or do you get sucked in longer than us? Or you get sucked in less than us because you know how to plug, like, that won't work. This isn't going to be interesting. Like, where are you in this YouTube addiction um, scale? I watch YouTube 
a lot, mostly for work these days, because I watch, I make a living on YouTube, you know, (laughs) and then after work, I I don't really tend to have as much of my own, like, I'm just going to catch up on my favorite creators. I certainly do have my favorite creators that I catch up on, but that part that you're talking about, the analysis part happens all day. And then I can't really shut it off. Right. So my wife hates watching TV shows and movies and stuff with me because I'm like, Oh, like, and now that I know how stories work and things, I'm like, I totally like 15 minutes into this. I know how it's going to end or no, that character can't be the next one to get voted off the Island because they opened the story like this. And she's like, stop it. You're ruining it for me. (laughs) And I'm always right. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That's awesome. All right. So I uh, don't want to take up too much of your time. What would be the last thing that you need to tell us? You know, I hope we didn't, I don't want to say waste your time, but oh, you no, have no, such no. a vast knowledge that the simplicity of your message is so powerful. And yet there, it's like an ocean and a sea. It, there's, it's so beautiful on top, but yet I know there's so much underneath there too. So you know, the thing where to people start. get hung up on is all the algorithm, keyword, tags, yeah. stuff. And people spend an enormous amount of time focusing on that stuff. And I think if I remember correctly, the session that I did at Social Media Marketing World, I actually went in and showed you guys a little bit. Here's how the system works and why your tags don't matter and why your keywords don't really matter. I mean, they do, but more from the human perspective of what expectation do these words set for the viewer? You can have all the perfectly correct keywords crammed into all the right places. And if it doesn't elicit some sort of emotion or curiosity or tension, no one's going to click. It doesn't matter how amazing the content is. So the, the metadata really is, which is the title and the keyword, the tags and the description text and all that stuff really doesn't have nearly as big of an impact on performance on YouTube as does, does someone, when they watch it, does someone actually spend a lot of time watching this video? Do they watch more videos after this video? do are they satisfied youtube will pop up sometimes satisfaction ratings and they're like maybe you watched it but how did this video make you feel and they want to know it's all about human signals so we should be focused on the same thing that youtube's algorithms are focused on which is not as it's the, the rudimentary days of keyword matching ended in 2012 with the switch over to watch time so so it's 100 percent now about how do we optimize for people not for robots. And you know, the better we optimize for people, the more our videos will perform. And that makes so much sense when you say that. Because when you said that, I'm thinking, you're right. How many times do we all see something all over the world? Because, you know, oh, look at this cute baby video and you send it to everybody and there's no keywords and it. it's like, you know, or that cat you showed in your display haunted me for weeks. I'm like, oh, the cat <laughs> had a million views and he did nothing. It was like four but, or five million views. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a tension about something like it was the world's biggest asshole cat or something. And you watch it for 30 seconds and all he does is knock something over with the tail and it's funny and it did have tension, but they clearly did not put a lot of, you know, thought into the backdoor stuff where as entrepreneurs, we just get so stuck. Like that's me. I kept thinking, oh, well, you know, what's the sense of doing this when it's not going to matter? Cause we don't know any of the back end stuff. We have, we'll get to that and then we'll talk. Right. Yeah. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Okay. Awesome. Well, you know, you're my first guest for me to have mentioned this before. Cause I know it's not my job to sell, but as I was sitting there waiting for you to come on, I started shopping online and looking around and you do have an extremely loaded 
info product for, I believe like $97. Yeah. 30 days to better YouTube channels. What that is, it's literally a step-by-step hand-holding process every day for 30 days. You can work through it at your own pace. A lot of people right. go through it quickly. Some people go through it um, longer. It's just, you can do it at your own pace, but yeah, it's every day for 30 days. We're like, here's a teaching, something you need to know. And then okay. two, here's assignments. Go do this on your, on your channel now. And, and then three, there's links to further resources and videos that we've done and other articles. If you want to dive deeper into that, into that issue or that topic. So it's like step one, step two, step three, everything you need to know and do to make a highly subscribable channel and optimize it for growth. Awesome. Well, he is the guy, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for anything YouTube, it's video creators. Tim, is there anywhere else that they should look you up or like just go to the obvious, go to YouTube? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can go to videocreators.com and get a free guide if you just want to start there okay. as well. That'll walk you through the first six steps of how do I get started? What do I need? Like, what, how do I map out a, a strategy for my channel that'll work? I also have a podcast every Tuesday and just like, I'm not sure when yours are published, but yeah, you can search iTunes for video creators and okay. it should pop up and be love to have you guys join us there. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, I cannot thank you enough. It's been a real treat for me and I'm sure for my audience. So I thank you sincerely. And we're just very thrilled and honored to have you here because it was, yeah. it was something to watch you on stage. I mean, I had notes and notes and like, oh my gosh. So thank you again for your generosity and time and coming here. And uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Hey listeners, how would you like to have all the help you need to effortlessly run your business? Create a real business that supports your life instead of consuming it even if you're bootstrapping it right now. I am super excited to share with you guys that right now we are gearing up to launch an amazing product, the Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs, More Results, Less You. Go to comingsoonfromchris.com to learn more. That's comingsoonfromchris, K-R-I-S, dot com to learn more.